and good morning. It's good to be together, isn't it? Well, uh, Josh, Pete, I don't know what other uh, skills you've got wrapped around in your little repertoire, but no doubt we'll find some more of those over uh, coming weeks and months. Uh, great. Well, welcome to this 40 days of prayer. Some people have said, well, why 40 days of prayer? Isn't prayer something we're meant to be doing each and every day? Well, yes, it is. And then why the significance of 40? Why 40 days of prayer? Well, 40 is a very significant number. We know that from Scripture. Uh, rain for 40 days and 40 nights. The children of Israel wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness for 40 days. Uh, Jesus uh, lived on earth for 40 days after uh, his resurrection. Whenever you have a look at uh, the number 40 in Scripture, it's always linked to a time of uh, testing or trial or waiting, a time of probation. And that time is uh, inevitably followed by a time of fruitfulness and a time of blessing. So I'd encourage you to go and do a Google search on, uh, on the number 40, the significance of the number 40 in the Scripture, and you'll get a long list of those situations. And each one of them is followed by a time of fruitfulness and blessing. And that's our prayer over this period in our 40 days of prayer, that we will humble ourselves and come and be seeking God, waiting on Him, listening to His voice and then being expectant of the blessings that he is going to bring. So that's the significance of the number 40 from a biblical perspective, but how about in general use? Well, we know that study after study shows that it takes about six weeks to develop a habit, uh, 46 weeks, 42 days. There were some studies done all around that, and there was a study group, and uh, it obviously depends on what it is you're trying to instill in your life as a habit. And so for those that simply wanted to uh, have a glass of water uh, after their breakfast, uh, each day after breakfast, it took about 20 days for that to become a habit. Uh, for others that wanted to go for a 10-minute walk after breakfast each and every morning, that took about 50 days. And then there was a group, for some reason, I don't know why you'd want to do this, they decided they wanted to adopt the habit of doing 50 sit-ups after breakfast each morning. I've got no idea why you want to do it. I can understand 50 sit-ups before breakfast, but straight after breakfast. Uh, it's no wonder that that didn't become a habit for anyone in that study group, even after 84 days. Um, so what we do know is that on average it takes about six weeks to develop a habit. It takes three weeks to get comfortable with something in our lives and another three weeks for it to become part of each and every day life for us. And that's our intention over this 40 days. There'll be those here saying, well, look, I've, I've been disciplined enough to have a daily quiet time with, with God over all my life. And that's a wonderful thing. We want to encourage you to keep, on, to be, keep on doing that. But I know from others, it's trying to get the habit of regularly meeting with God, being open to listening to God, and to recognise how God speaks to us in a variety of different ways. And that's our reason for this uh, 40 days of prayer. So this is a spiritual growth journey that we're embarking on together. And while today's message is the first in our series on 40 days of prayer, it's not so much about prayer itself this week. It's about setting ourselves up to grow. And so the obvious question we need to ask is, do I really want to grow? Do I really want to change? 
Do I really want to be stretched in my walk with God or am I content with where I am? There'll be some saying, well, of course, I've got to be content where I am. I've come to Jesus. I have salvation. I am content in him. Yes, there is an element of that. We are content with the fact that we have been saved and God has a plan and a purpose for us that our sins have been forgiven. But Paul urges us to press on towards the goal to reach the prize which Christ has called us. There is an urgency. There's a call on our lives about mission. There's a call on our lives about fellowship and living life together. Um, Ephesians, um, and Kerry mentioned that, uh, that verse in the opening part of that book. Ephesians 4.14, we all know Ephesians pretty well now, reminded us that we're not re- meant to remain as children at the mercy of every wind of teaching. Instead, we're meant to hold firmly to the truth in love and to grow up in every way into Christ. So we're going to ask the question today, how can we grow? How can we grow? Well, we grow when we feed on God's word. I mean, that sounds obvious, doesn't it? We know that in the physical realm, we know that if we don't eat, we're going to waste away. We need to take good nutrition. A lot's been written over the last 10, 15 years. A lot more when I was, a lot now, more now than when I was younger, about the importance of good nutrition, balanced diet, healthy um, exercise in the meantime. Good nutrition is also important for our spiritual life. Jesus said, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on the word of God. And Acts 20.32, the word of grace is able to build you up, to build us up and to give you all the blessings that God has for his people. And yet feeding on the word of God is not just hearing the word of God. When we feed on the word of God, there's a lot more than hearing. There's, there's hearing, uh, reading, studying, meditating, memorizing and applying. And unless we're doing all those things, we're really not feeding as well as we could on all that God has for us. Hearing, reading, studying, meditating, memorizing and applying. That's what it involves in us really getting into the word of God and that's what we're wanting to be doing along these 40 days for those that are teachers amongst us you'll know that for uh, many people uh, listening is not the way they learn um, yeah, good on you I've got the teachers nodding their heads actually some statistics would tell us that for many people they will forget 90% of what they hear within 72 hours because auditory learning is not the way they learn. They need to adopt another way of learning. And that's why over this 40 days, we're not just hearing the word of God by sitting together here. We're doing those other things I mentioned before. This is a whole process of taking in and feeding on God's word. And so the first action step for us today is a daily time with God for 40 days. At the end of this 40 days, we'd love this to be a regular habit in the life of all of our community, whether you're joining by streaming today or whether you're here in person. Then we grow when we learn in different ways. As I said, uh, the reason that uh, some people forget 90% of what they learn or what they hear, I should say, in the uh, first 72 hours is because that's not the way they learn. That's not the way I learn. Sitting in a classroom when I was younger at school, I could hear things, but my mind was off somewhere else. And if someone's trying to um, tell me how something works, I start, my mind starts to visualise what it might 
look like and I start to think about what the end is going to look like and then I miss what the other instructions are on the way through. So for me, my learning is done by, by visualising, seeing, okay, this is where we've got to go, or it's by hands-on. And so my learning as a Christian has come through my time in ministry or my time in mission where I've got engaged in something and then got into the Scriptures and say, Lord, in this situation, what happens? What's your instructions here? How does this work? Where do I go with this? And I know there'll be those that can relate with that themselves. So over this 40 days, we're going to be listening. So we're going to be hearing, but we're also going to be watching videos in our small groups together. We're going to be discussing it because some people learn best when they discuss in small groups and they talk something out and they can understand what's going on. We're going to be uh, learning best as we engage and apply that. And there'll be opportunities for us to do that even in our small groups, to engage together in different aspects. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. And obviously, a lot of what I said at the start was about the importance of developing spiritual habits. And John records these words of Jesus for us. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you practice them. Jesus didn't say we'd be blessed by simply hearing them. We'll be blessed when we put these things into practice. Hebrews 5.14, solid food is for mature people whose minds have been trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. So we don't just hear the word of God. We don't just read the word of God. We've got to put it into practice. And the, and the benefit of practice, the essential nature of practice, we can see this around these, uh, this current NRL uh, final series. Man, I looked at those, that game last night and I'm thinking... How these blokes keep going, I've got no idea. But you know, today, they'll all be together. They'll be in a recovery session. They'll be continually focused each and every day training. And sure, they've come into the final series now and the, and the training sessions have tapered off in terms of intensity, intensity, but they are still discussing together, talking together, going over the game plan together, living together and focused, totally focused practicing developing those those habits and so we're going to be doing that over this 40 days and there are four particular habits we'd like us all to be engaged in the first is a habit of meeting together each week and whether that's by streaming um, and uh, it's great to have you online again whether it's by streaming or by coming and being um, and being in the room together It'd be great to develop that habit. And if you are streaming, can I ask that you might stream right on 10 o'clock? I know some people are, are off doing different things on a Sunday morning and saying, oh, I'll catch up with the service midweek. It'd be great at least over these seven weeks for us to be journeying together at the same time, recognising we're a part of this, we're growing together, we're hearing things the same time together. So that's the first one we're wanting to develop, our habit of meeting together. And we recognise that for some people you won't be able to um, be with us today for uh, medical reasons or because you've got uh, an elderly uh, person in the family you want not wanting to jeopardise uh, where they are with their health or whatever reason. Uh, that's your prerogative and we honour that. But we just want to encourage us to, uh, to be um, either streaming or being here together. The second habit is the habit of a small group fellowship. And if we're not in a small group, can I encourage you to be in that? Uh, Murray and Marilyn are coordinating um, people getting into small groups. Um, and so it would be great to be doing that 
I know uh, there are still groups being formed, groups put together, and we'd encourage you just to go through those channels because we're trying to coordinate the number of people in each group and to make sure we can equip each group uh, with our 40 days material. Then we grow when we help each other. We've said uh, many times in this church that we can all try and live our life alone, but it doesn't have any long-term traction. We know that. There was an old African um, and a Chinese proverb that simply said, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's why our Christian faith is not a sprint. Yeah, we can go fast and we can go alone and we'll leave each other behind, perhaps. Or we can go together and we can encourage each other. Each other. That's why 56 times in the Bible we're given that exhortation of the one another's. Love one another, encourage one another, bear with one another. And Paul says in uh, Romans 1.12, I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. That's why the Christian faith is uh, almost a polar opposite to so many other faiths. So many other faiths, uh, the holier you get, the more spiritual you get, uh, the more you are removing yourself into some kind of um, uh, monastic type of life. And so we can go and look at different religions or different faiths throughout the world and the holy man might go and live up in the mountain. And that's where he is and every now and again he'll come down. But he doesn't want to contaminate himself for the rest of society because his time is just to focus on himself and his relationship with God. And yet what we're called to do as Christians is to encourage one another and to move and to live with one another on that journey. Hebrews says, let us, not, let us be concerned for one another, to help one another to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. So our next action step is to join a small group. And friends, if you're not in a small group and um, you're thinking, oh, gee, if I put my name down for, for this uh, 40 days of prayer, it'll be a life sentence. I'll be stuck in a small group with a, with a group of people I've, I've got to be with until I die. No, um, you, know, you might enjoy that and you'll be in a great group. I can assure you of that, whoever you're with. But why don't we just do that? For those that aren't, just commit to this seven-week series. No strings attached at the end of it just to encourage each other on this journey. So join a small group. Then we grow when we expect to grow. According to your faith, it will be done to you, said Jesus. There is a remarkable correlation between God's blessing and my faith and my sense of belief. So my question is, what are you expecting over this 40 days? What are you expecting? What are you expecting to happen in the life of, of, of in your own life, in the life of your family, in the life of our church? I'm expectant. I'm expectant that my spiritual life is going to deepen. I'm expectant that the prayers I have for, for my family and for my friends uh, will be answered. I'm expectant that the, where we are as a church and the prayers and the hopes and the aspirations we have as a church will be answered and be directed by God that over these 40 days we'll have a sense of where God is going to take us and lead us as a church. 
Elijah's uh, testimony last week was so encouraging, wasn't it? You know, 12 years ago, uh, a life uh, seemingly without hope. And yet a man who found Jesus, who's found life, his life has been dramatically changed. And Elijah at the end of last week called for, um, for prayers for the prodigal. Um, prodigals in their own family or prodigals that were listening to come home because he recognized that he had been a prodigal that was called home by the Lord. He had this burden and a word from God to call others to make a response. And after that service, there are a few that came up and spoke about a burden for the prodigals. The prodigals in their family, the prodigals amongst their friends, the prodigals in our church, those who, who no longer are walking with Jesus, no, those who are no longer connected. And so over this period of time, we would like to have as an area of our focus prayers for the prodigals to come home. Whoever that might be in your family, amongst your friends, amongst our church, prayers for the prodigals to come home. And we would love you to be expectant about that and to be faithful in the prayers for that over this period of time. We've got a box that's out here at the front. There's going to be a time a little later to write down your prayers. Um, your prayers um, over and, and the expectations you have for God to answer over these 40 days, to write those out and to come and to place those as you're led in this box. This box will be here each week over the next seven weeks and our prayer team will be praying over it. No one will be reading what's in there. We're going to assure you of that. What is in there will be confidential. At the end of our 40 days, anything in there will be shredded. But this is a way of bringing your requests before the Lord placing them there that, so that together each week we can focus on praying for whatever is in there, whatever you've brought and whatever you are expectant about God doing. And then finally, we grow when we commit to grow. Growth is a choice. Growth is not automatic. As I started, the question is, do I really want to grow? Do I really want to grow? Jeremiah puts it pretty bluntly. He says this, The Lord said, You will find me when you get serious about finding me and you want it more than anything else. Now the translation, NIV translation says, You will seek me and you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So the invitation for each of us today is for us to commit ourselves to grow. Remember when we were studying Nehemiah earlier this year that um, when uh, the people had been convicted and, um, and they came, they decided to make a covenant, a covenant before God and a covenant with each other. And you might choose to make a covenant with those who are in your small group, uh, with friends that you have, to covenant to pray for each other over specific prayer needs that you have. But right now, I'm just simply going to pray and uh, I'll leave us for um, Beth will come and play and the band will play for a while. Um, I want us to pick up the sheet of paper that's on our seat and uh, the pens that are there 
and just to write down your prayers. And friends, if you at any time during the rest of our service you want to come and put those prayers in the box, please do that. You can come and do it over weeks to come. You might want to leave it and to pray about what God's going to be doing and laying in your heart over these coming weeks. But whatever it is, don't lose this opportunity to commit yourself to grow and to be expectant. Let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, it's a remarkable thing to know that you, the creator of everything that we see, invite us to come into your very presence and to make our requests known to you. Father, we can uh, identify with the writer of Psalm 8 who said, when I consider the work of your hands, the moon and the stars, that you have put in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? And yet, Father, even today as we've opened up your word, you call us to come to you and to be expectant about you answering our prayer. Father, we ask that you would soften our hearts to hear you speak, to know your mind, to know the things that we should be praying for in the life of our family, in the life of our friends, in the life of our church. And Father, we ask that you would give us the courage to write those things down, to place them before you and to be expectant because you invite us to come boldly into your presence and to let our requests be known to you. And we do that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.